Hey guys, Killstokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we're gonna discuss a very common question that I get about trading. And that question is, is it worth my time? Or more specifically, is the return on investment worth my time? Also, in case I forget to remind you at the end, if you're interested in more free trading education, make sure you check out our website, www.tier1trading.com. Um, is there a minimum expectancy profit factor you're looking for when testing something? No, I think it all, it all depends on how much, you know, how much your time is worth. And that's, that's, you know, when it comes to how much you make, you know, I get, the, I get that question a lot. What is, what is enough? How much should I want to make a year? It, it depends on how much, what is your time worth? And bigger picture, it also depends on, on what your bigger view of your trading is. So it's like, so if you're, if you're a day trader, if you're investing, you're sitting in front of your charts five hours a day, right? Five hours a day, five days a week, and you're bringing in 15% profit a year. Total return on investment, right? That's probably not worth your time, right? 15% is great, but for five hours a day, right? 25 hours a week, 100 hours a month for 15%. Like think of it like a, a job in your salary where it's like, uh, is that salary really, really worth the effort? Now, you take another strategy. Let's say you take a daily chore where you're in front of your charts a half an hour a day and you make 15% a year. Is that worth it? Right? Does that make sense, guys? 100 hours a week for 15% a year probably isn't worth it. You, you model invest no hours a week and throw your money into uh, an index and <laughs> and make the same, right? And, and uh, you know, save yourself that free time, right? Grab some freedom. But if you're making 15% a year where you're investing, what did I say, a half an hour a day? So at what, maybe at two hours a week, four, five hours a month to make 15% a year? All of a sudden, that's worth it to me. So that's one thing you need to consider. Another thing that needs to be considered is, is what is the bigger picture? And I think a lot of traders get caught, caught up over this. I don't think I know, right? So I think everyone would be happy making 50% a year, right? You guys be doing backflips making 50% a year. Would, would I be correct in saying that? Probably, right? I think an expectation, however, is that when I, when I trade a particular pair one pair, if that pair doesn't make me 50%, 50% a year, excuse me, that's a failure, right? Is it realistic for a single pair on a single strategy to make you 50% a year? No. Your return on investment should be an accumulation of everything you're doing. So it shouldn't just be a portfolio of pairs on one strategy, but a portfolio of pairs and a portfolio of strategies in total. So... If you do backtesting for a single pair and you make like 5% a year on that pair, you're like, man, that's garbage. But if you're making 5% on each pair and you have five pairs that are making 5%, that's a completely different story. Or maybe you have one strategy that's making 10% and then you got that daily chore that's, in, that's taking two hours a month and that's making another 15%. Right now you're at 25%. Now you've reached your goal, Jagger. So I think we, we need to think of our trading the same way. Again, 
If you're investing in an index, are you investing in an individual stock? No, you're investing in a basket of stocks. Your 401ks and your IRAs, right? Your investment accounts. Are you investing in an individual stock? No, you're investing in a, in a, in a basket of diversified investments. Trading is the same way. We're just actively managing it. Maybe instead of bouncing around from different markets and, and, and having some exposure to bonds and whatnot, we just have a portfolio of different pairs and different strategies. And when you put them all together, they get that, that ideal return on investment. Individually, they may look like garbage, hot, steaming garbage. But it's a strength in numbers type of thing. So I, we, we need to think of it that way as, as a true portfolio. But also we do need to take into account what's our time investment? How much is our time worth? Would I work this many hours at a job for this type of paycheck? Right? Would you work at a job that gave you $6 an hour? Well, probably not. And that's gonna, and that's you know, that's gonna be up to the individual. A lot of that is gonna have to do with your your bigger picture outlook as well, because you uh, you know, understand we're going through a journey and we're compounding our our, our capital, so perhaps you're you know, and this is why I like looking at percentages. Perhaps that twenty five percent, if you look at it from a monetary perspective, you're looking like, hey, I got a thousand dollar account. And I'm making 25%. I'm like, man, that doesn't do anything. It's not worth it. Well, it's it's not worth it with a thousand dollar account. But you got to think five, 10, 20 years down the road. Are you still going to have a thousand dollar account? Hopefully not. Now all of a sudden, that that 25% on a fifty thousand dollar account is a much bigger number. So we can't look at the the just the monetary figure. We got to look at percentages because percentages are something that can stay steady, and then we can we can anticipate what we can make as our account grows based on that percentage. Bobby says, thanks, you give me confidence now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I started with a very small account size, then lost all of it with the PFG mess, basically, and started over with, with an even smaller account size. But I didn't lose hope when I started over because I knew the bigger picture. I knew that the reason I lost money was because of a, a, a black swan event with a broker. And that although I had to start with a small amount, again, I've never had a problem making money, right? You work, pick up a job, save, right? But I didn't lose hope because I, I knew what I can produce as a trader. And I knew it was just a matter of time to get the ball rolling again. And once I got the ball rolling, right, I'd, I'd make more and more and more. I, I knew my percentages. Check is I'm getting result, results that I'm happy with, but they are far below the three to one point six recommended in the spreadsheet, which is messing with me mentally. Like I'm doing something wrong. Three to one point three to one point. I have no idea what that is. I'm I'm not that familiar with the spreadsheet, so I'm I'm not the greatest person to ask about that. Oh, what what's your who cares about your expectancy and profit factor? What, what's your what's your ROI? At the end of the day, I don't care about any of that stuff. What's your ROI? 
I don't really care about profit factor. That, there are, they, they are numbers that tell you if you're on the right track or not. Like if, if, you, if you're trading something automated, it's, you can know that, hey, if, if I consistently do this, it'll, it'll, I can predict how much I'll make. So I don't want to say it's not important, but you could just look at your ROI and your drawdown, of course. Yeah, and your drawdown. The drawdown needed to create that ROI. Yeah. So I, I, I again, you can, you'll get different opinions on this across the market. Return. I look, what is the end number? What is the end number? What is my return on investment? How much did it cost me to make that return on investment? Those are the, the two things that mean the most to me. And I would say that how much it cost me is more important than the return on investment because I am risk averse. I am risk averse. I understand money management. I understand that if I take very minimum, minimal risk, I can become very aggressive if I wanted to with my position sizing, which will increase my return on investment. I showed you guys a spreadsheet where I, I took my returns and I can make like a 2000% return if I crank that bad boy up. Now, there were a few sections in there that had like a 30% drawdown and I'd never do that. But if, 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 I, if, if I was okay doing that, I would. Because I don't really take big drawdowns aside from that, what was it, 2000, whatever that year is where I took a 17% hit in January. <laughs> January, February, that sucked. My gosh. Aside from that one year, my drawdowns are pretty small. 17%. Oh, man, I thought I lost it. I thought I lost my mojo. Started watching all old Austin Power movies trying to figure out how to get my mojo back. Rest of the year was great. I just, I just took all my crap in the beginning. Market just flushed the toilet right on my face in the beginning of the year. And then like I, I got out the way. I got my pain out the way. I, I was... End of February through the rest of the year was, was fantastic. I just took all my losses in the beginning, which was, which was unique. And it was, I'll tell you what, it was a warning. It was a warning of, of why, I, why I am so, you know, of risk management. Why I don't want to get super aggressive. And, and why you got to put yourself in a position to sustain that type of stuff. If I, if I weren't able to survive that, I'd be done. Right? If you're someone that's overexposing yourself to the market, you'll be done. You'll blow your, you would have blown your account. Only to see the rest of the year be fantastic. So it was, it was a great reminder because it was a while since I had a, a big drawdown like that. It was a great reminder of, of why risk management is important. You never know when the storm's going to come, but when it comes, you better be prepared to deal with it. Manage it. Keep the ship steady until it passes so in hindsight it was a great lesson real time sucked want to punch everyone everyone i saw want to punch all you guys sending those stupid emails and punch all you in your face how's it kill how's trading going don't talk to me get out of here i'll punch you in your stupid face don't talk to me i'm gonna draw down <laughs> i'm gonna draw down don't you talk don't you email me. don't ask for advice i can't give you advice i'm losing i'm losing hand over fist every day what advice do you want from me <laughs> that was that's an inside look at how it went <laughs> Akia what do you think about this trade I don't know I'm losing everything I take what do you think about it I should follow you Orsi don't listen to me do the opposite of me don't ask for my advice I'm a loser <laughs> as the confidence just <laughs> as the confidence just bled from my body oh it's tough man it, and it's tough because like people like Myself or you know Jason Grace on public figures, we gotta. It, it's one thing to suck, right? We suck in a glass window. 
So we suck with everyone watching. I still got to come in and do these live rooms as I'm losing every day. I got to come in and do these weekend videos. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, whatever advice I give is just going to lose anyway, because that's what everything's been doing. Like, it's so hard doing that. That's the, you know, that's the, that's what you get with it, though. But it's like, it, it, it sucks being in a drawdown. It sucks even more when everyone sees you in a drawdown. Luckily, we're professionals. We've been through this before. And the cool thing about it, if you guys remember, um, you know, you just be, you be honest with it. I was, I was honest. I said, hey, guys, I, I suck. I keep sucking. But it's going to be really cool when we look at things at the end of the year and see how we rebound it. And at the end of the year, just as I predicted, we rebounded. It and it was a really cool story. And now you get emails from traders during that time where it's like, hey, it's just so inspirational and motivational to kind of see you go through that. Because they're like, you know what, Akil? I got a secret to tell you. I'm like, what's that? I was going through it too. And it's so cool to see a, a quote unquote professional trader go through it and just deal with it. And you got to be light. You got to have confidence. You got to do your reviews and all that stuff on the back end, of course, to make sure you're not, you're not messing up. Um, but sometimes you just got to eat it. You got you to gotta eat it and, and, and make sure there's no holes in the ship. And, and figure, figure some things out. Again, that was, uh, I'm not sure if I, no, I, I don't think I made a, a target adjustment that year, but you got to figure, you got to figure some stuff out. Jagger says, one of the best things I've learned is you spend most of your time in the drawdown. Yeah, that was another Peter Brandt quote that, that took me by surprise and, until you realize it. But yeah, most of your time is spent during the drawdown because technically once you get to a new structure high in your equity curve, everything after that is a drawdown. So that, that is something that really built confidence in me. Because um, I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I lost one trade for 0.5% and technically I'm in a drawdown. This word isn't that bad anymore. Because before the word used to be like drawdown. Ooh, like, a, like don't mention that word. Um, I, I, think, I think that's a cool way of talking about it. It could be, could be slightly depressing, however, though. <laughs> Where, you know, Naomi has like a a 10% day and then next day she loses 1% and she's like, I'm going to draw it down, guys. It's like it would be slightly depressing, but... Cool. All right. Anyway, good talk. <laughs> <laughs>